Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Yo, fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. It's Guys We Fuck, the anti slut shaming podcast. I am Corinne. I'm Christina. Hey. Oh my God. You should come see us to comedy. See us to comedy. Tonight, it is October 30th. It's Halloween Eve, guys. Happy early Halloween. I'm excited. Can't tell you what I'm being because I never do, but we'll I know you never fucking tell. We're going to have pictures. Oh, should I come to Nacho Bitches with the costume? Um, I'm gonna go to watch. Uh, we have to see if Blair can get her costume. Blair, no pressure, but <laughs> if don't you fuck this up. If Blair Saki doesn't wear a costume, nobody's wearing a costume. Oh shit, she's the Halloween Nazi. <laughs> so far, I have spent um, less money than last year on my costume, but more money than my mother is going to be happy with. Right, 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 right. But, As per usual. Listen, this is the most to me the most important day of the year. Like I could have a child, and Halloween would still be more important than well, that child's birthday. Well, shit. So that's why I'm not going to I was going to say, if you have a kid, that motherfucker's going to be bitter. I'll give you the same hint that I gave my manager um, as to what I'm being. It's just so annoying to say Kind of representation. My manager. It's just like so obnoxious. Like, I love him, but it's obnoxious to say that. That's um, cute. He's very cute. So uh, the hint is I am dressing up as one of my heroes. Take that as you will. Oh, my God. There's so <laughs> many. You have so many fucking heroes, dude. Um, anyway, so tonight, it's Friday, October 30th. Nacho Bitches is happening 9 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Get your tickets. They're $10 with code Nacho. It's the Halloween edition. It's going to be fucking ape shit. Last year, I did all my whole set as Marilyn Manson. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Ted Alexandra stopped by unexpectedly. My heart stopped. It was great. It was a, whole, <laughs> it was a wonderful evening. That's um, exciting. <laughs> oh, Los Angeles. Hi. How are you? How you doing? You enjoying the sun? That's great. Good for you. What are you doing? <laughs> the summer, a.k.a. all year round. Thurs- I know, bastards. <laughs> Thursday, November 5th, Los Angeles, we're coming for you. We have the most amazing night of guys we fucked centric shit happening. Jesus it's, Christ. There's going to be stand-up comedy. Neil Brennan. Oh, you know that little Chappelle show thing that he co-created? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there. Guys we fucked guests. Owen Benjamin, John Campanelli, and we have some goddamn surprises for you. You don't want to miss it. I I am always uh, someone who likes to uh, under-promise and over-deliver, so I'm very nervous right now. I'm not. This is under-promising for me. (laughs) If I was saying what I really feel... And I think that really defines our relationship, because I'm like, (laughs) tell them less. We just want you to come, though. It's going to be super exciting. I'm pumped. We're playing in the main room at the world-famous comedy store. This is like... I'm like, I honestly, I was getting a little emotional about it on the treadmill earlier, as I tend to do. <laughs> I was also listening, Were you listening to, to Adele. I was also I listening knew to it. Hello by it. Adele, which is uh, a oh, fucking bang up of a song. I haven't listened to it yet. Christina's scared. I don't feel like crying right Christina's now. Christina's too scared to listen to. Yeah. I was texting her while I was on the treadmill and listening to it and thinking about the You ever get into an Adele black hole? You just cry. <laughs> and you're not even sad. You're just, you know, just like, oh, those feelings. See, Adele, you're so good at communicating them. I get in an Atlantis Morissette black hole. And um, that is a deep. That's an angry black hole. For deep me anyway. wordy hole. <laughs> it's very wordy. <laughs> also, how I describe my vagina. <laughs> the deep wordy hole. So, uh, okay, anyway, back to this. The Comedy Store, the show's at 8.30 p.m. 
We will Hollywood. be there. The comedians we just listed will be there. Fucking come. Tickets are $10. You don't need a code. Just buy them on the thing. And guys, we want to sell this out so badly. So badly, guys. Because we have some people come on that need to think good things about us. Very important, guys. <laughs> um, that we are offering you an incentive because bribery works. Yes, it does. You know what? I clean my room for brownies. And I don't care. Oh, someone was coming over to fuck me yesterday night and I cleaned my room so hard. <laughs> I, mean, I also clean my room for good dick. Fucking in 10 minutes, <laughs> you could eat a pizza off that floor. Wow. And I have. And oh. I have. <laughs> yes, you have. So, um, we're offering you a bonus episode of Guys We Fuck. To, to the everybody. To everybody. Everybody for free. Yes, for free. Okay. And this is so that what this is saying is if you don't live in Los Angeles, can find you, somebody who does. Find somebody who does. Can you tweet about it? Can you update your Facebook status? Can you Instagram a picture? Can you tweet a little tweet tweet? Something. Snapchat. Something. And then if you are in Los Angeles, hey, you know that friend that you've been wanting to do something with? That friend's coming to this fucking show with you. Yes, they are. Or, and then we get a lot of cam girls that listen to the podcast and they tweet at us and they're yeah. like really hot and sexy and have a lot of followers because yes. they show the tatas. Mm-hmm. You should just do like a cam show and be like, I'll show you my pussy. Also, you should go to Guys We Fucked Live at the Comedy Store of Fun. Write it in your, in your pussy. pussy. Oh Write the URL god. for the ticket link in your pussy. Or in your tits or on your ass. Yeah. Oh my god. If you do that, holy oh, shit. I'm done. I've made oh it. Oh my I'm- god. And so I know... Uh, this so this means not just one episode of guys we fucked in a week. This means two, two. episodes. Dose. So all you people who are tweeting us, like, I don't know if I can make it through the Come week. Come to Oregon. We will. Um, please do this for us. And this is not like an empty promise, like when yogurt companies say, you know, we're going to donate the first million to breast cancer or whatever. No, this is yeah, they're liars. This is. Because they're just going to donate a million anyway. It doesn't matter how many yogurts you buy. That's just an incentive to guilt people. Like, we really mean this. Like, if we don't sell this out, you're not getting the episode. Yeah, mama mama wants to make an episode. I'm going to go in and count all 300 (laughs) fucking fuckers in there. Okay? Yeah. But please. Please, just tell everybody you've ever met. I don't like to... Use the flyer as your Tinder profile picture. (laughs) Please, guys. We'll be on the streets promoting this shit. And I think we've made our point. Anyway... There's a link for tickets in this description of this week's episode. Oh, boy. And then that uh, Sunday, uh, I'm flying immediately from L.A. to Boston. Boston, another city that's been up our... Butthole. Pussies. <laughs> um, I'm going <laughs> to be performing in the Boston Comedy Festival, and that is Sunday, November 8th. I'll be at the Davis Square Theater, which is technically in Somerville, but that's at 9 p.m. This is preliminary round of the Boston Comedy Festival. It's a short set, but I, I really need you to come and laugh, okay? Thank Just go you. and laugh, Boston. Just go and laugh. Philadelphia. 215. I am going to be inside you, my hometown, uh, Wednesday, November 11th at 8 p.m. It's a show at the Underground Arts called the Goddamn Comedy Jam. And this is a huge show in Los Angeles. I've been wanting to do this show since I heard about it. Basically, it's me and a bunch of comics. Kevin Meany is one of them. Previous guys who fuck guests. One of the greatest comedians on the face of the planet. We do sets, and then we fucking do live band karaoke. And you have not seen shit until you've seen me rock. Oh, it's live live band band, Live band, and I'm doing my song. Okay. Oh, my God. You're not going to want to miss that. And that's, yeah, Wednesday, November 11th. I think I know your song. Uh, Yeah, yeah. SNL After Party? 
party song? Oh, uh, no, no. Not, there's not another so, song. Okay. Yeah. Well, we won't tell anyone. You'll see, guys. It's gonna be <laughs> fun. And then Glamour Puss is Friday, November twentieth. It's on a Friday, and we're starting at seven p.m. this time at Sync Bar. So links for all of these shows, the ticket links, are gonna be in the description of this goddamn podcast. Okay. So tell everybody you've ever met. Call your grandma. She needs to hear from you, and then tell her to go to our show. Perfect. Good lighting, Grandma. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah. So you guys might remember last week when uh, you turned on the podcast and you just hear Corinne talking about yeah, getting yeah, yeah. <laughs> her wisdom teeth extracted like nobody in the history of the world had ever got her wisdom teeth extracted that hard. I was I came in here punching the air like I was the fucking Muhammad Ali of wisdom tooth extractions. Okay, <laughs> I was bragging about how I went and did a show three hours later. Did a show. I was fucking on Facebook telling telling everybody else that they that their parents raised pussies for the way that they handle social media bit their wisdom teeth extractions. Fast forward three days after, and you sucked a day. That yeah. Fast forward three days after, um, I am in the most excruciating <laughs> pain that I have ever been in. This includes Panera Bread breakup. This includes uh, this weird leg ailment I had when I was in the fifth grade where I was at a tricky tray and I couldn't get up from my what seat. What the fuck? <laughs> this includes when I got salmonella from organic eggs in oh. first grade and Mrs. Cruz had to send me Mentos and balloons, which I really liked. And I was so lucky that I had a rich very teacher sweet, that year. Very involved I was teacher. like jackpot rich. Um, and I was on an IV and I was like eating green jello and shitting into a pan. Like that, worse than all of these, pains was the pain I felt and listen I am not a baby about physical pain I'm really not and I know that's like what all women say and like no doctors believe women's pain but like my pain was real guys (laughs) so I called the 19 year old Puerto Rican receptionist and I explained the situation to her at the dental office and she said it's quote normal or she's like it's normal (laughs) Corinne it's normal (laughs) Like, but like seriously, like it's so like normal. God, you're such a pussy. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for Puerto Rican receptionists. I work with a lot of great ones. But I also want to say that this is the second time I've dealt with a Puerto Rican receptionist. The first time, the first time, nineteen was, years old is a good factor too. The first time was when I called nine one one because someone was semi attempting to hijack a bus I was on. <laughs> They told me, God if you remember it. this story, I think I told them, I guess they told me that they couldn't uh, help me with the hijacking <laughs> until the bus <laughs> pulled over. It comes to a complete stop. <laughs> this was what 911 told me. Excuse I was like, me, but like, you got to tell that bus driver to like, pull over because we can't fucking help you or shit. And I was like, this is not how it goes down for Sandra Bullock in the movies. So anyway... So I, I was like, you know what? This girl works in a, a dental office and I don't. So I'm going to respect her and I'm going to hang up the phone and I'm going to deal <laughs> with this cry. pain <laughs> like a woman who has unlimited access to 600 milligrams of Advil. We move on. Um, it's it's the weekend. I've drugged myself up to go to a haunted hayride. I've drugged myself <laughs> up to see the garbage 20th anniversary tour because these were my priorities. Yeah, of course. You can't miss that shit. <laughs> then we come to Sunday. It's now a week and two days after the extraction. <laughs> I am lying in my bed. <laughs> I'm watching 13 going on 30. Oh, God. Sobbing. And <laughs> it was not... Because of Mark Ruffalo's performance. Oh, it was beautiful. partly because of Mark. I mean, I had oh, no idea. A, 
It was it was partly because of Mark Ruffalo's performance, but also because of I the throbbing pain in my teeth. And then finally on Monday, I was never been happier to to see a Monday because I said this is it. The buck stops here. I'm going in to this fucking dental office and I'm going to tell them who's fault. I'm going to I'm going to demand to be, I'm be seen. Like, this is not normal. Do- Dr. Ahmed DDS, you will see me now. Okay? <laughs> so I walked in and they took my shit seriously. They was like white girl means business. <laughs> they sat me down. He takes one look into my fucking mouth. And says the words that I did not want to hear. This is the second scariest thing I've ever heard besides, like, you're pregnant. I've never heard that, but the second sentence right. that I didn't want to hear. Uh, he was like, you've got dry sockets. Ooh. Okay? There's, like, one thing that can go wrong when you get your wisdom teeth extracted. It's dry sockets. Uh, you got some Hutchinson luck on that but one. But the thing is, no one fucking told me. Like, they, they pulled out my wisdom teeth, and then they're like, go live your life, girl. No one mentioned to me, you you can't do something that I do often, and that is drink out of straws okay that was the first thing when i went to nyu to get mine out they're like do not drink out of a straw i'm like guys well, jesus christ okay why you went to nyu and i went to a place that's legitimately next to a food bank where people were wait- oh, i'm sorry it was a soup kitchen sorry a soup kitchen where people wait outside so so i i uh I'm, I'm reflecting on my life and I was like, you know what? I didn't really drink out of that many straws. Um, but what is the thing that you do with your mouth that is like sucking a straw? Oh, that's right. Sucking a dick. Because Corinne Playboy Fisher thought that six hours after her tooth extraction, she was going to go suck a 45-year-old's dick <laughs> in New Jersey. Oh, Jersey. You traveled. And boy, did I Pay for it. I hope that gentleman fucking. You know what he did? Have a lot of good sex with me yesterday. So I feel like he made Thank up God. for it. But Distract dear God, sockets. It just goes to show you, no good beach goes unpunished. Wow. Okay? I coined that myself. Feel free to use it. Good for you. And that is the story. I sucked a dick. I got, got dry, dry sockets. sockets. This double, is a PSA, guys. Double dry sockets. If you get your teeth extracted, don't drink out of straws and do not suck penises. Yeah, sucking a penis is so much more involved than than a little on a straw. Mm. I was actually just, well, speaking of Mark Ruffalo, he let me borrow his Ralph's discount card in L.A. one time when I was buying Are 20 you apples fucking serious? He thought I was high and I was like, no, Mark Ruffalo, I've just been drinking straight apple juice for three days because I'm in L.A., bitch. He is. He's the hottest person I've ever fucking so seen. So fucking dreamy. And he was like the, oh, the fat oh. loser in that movie. It's like you ever see a person and you just get wet looking at him? Like, I mean, I had never really looked at his face hard enough. And then I was oh, like, I've just discovered man. my beautiful. dream man. Beautiful. I mean, dear God. I, I still masturbate to that moment. Hey, you want to use my discount card? And I looked over. Oh, and that was my... like really nice of him because he didn't know. need to do that. And why was he just chilling in a fucking Ralph's in LA? And like, I also like that he still shops at Ralph's because he's, he's, he's like, just like us. I'm rich, but he, he likes a good deal. Yeah, he, he does. appreciates it. I'm, I'm, are you in less pain? I'm sorry that sucking that D made you get double you know what? sockets. Oh, God. You know, the, of the I, dry kind. You know what's going to be worse than the pain that I felt? The, the not, shame the from the email that I'm going to get from my mother after uh, she listens to this. Oh, yeah. She, sorry. Just, Mom, just so you know, he, 
doctor on meds did not make me, DDS did not make me pay any extra to treat the dry socket. Oh, that's good. Okay. Good for you. So the 45-year-old's happy. I'm happy. You didn't take a wisdom tooth video? I was just fucking looking at those on Twitter. There was a video of this little girl, not little, she's like 16, and she has a mouthful of gauze and she's all souped up on the anesthesia <laughs> and the painkillers and her mom's filming her and she's like, knock, knock. And then her mom goes, who's there? And she goes, these nuts and she starts <laughs> laughing i'd watched that on my house before i came to the studio 20 times and scream laughed so hard so just send all of your wisdom tooth videos to sorry about last night show Ugh. at gmail.com because those is funny oh speaking of uh no not funny but honest interesting yeah let's read some emails um this one the subject line definitely caught my attention. It is <laughs> black girl with a white guy rape fantasy. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hey, guys, I thought that that subject line might get your attention. It did. First off, I want to start by saying I love your show. I discovered you guys a little over two weeks ago and have been listening religiously. You're both incredibly hot, brave, and just all around amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm completely obsessed. And with your boyfriend, Steven, um, like totally crushing hardcore after he said he just wants to make women come. Right? <laughs> Guys, just start fucking saying that and doing it, and you'll get the puss. Uh, your podcast is like my own little secret, as I am very opp- I I live a very oppressed life. I'm 25 years old, but I tend to do everything everyone tells me to, including my parents, my pastor, and just the general rules that govern women in general. I lost my virginity when I was 23, and honestly, I wish I had done it sooner because I feel as if I've missed out on a lot of learning opportunities. This year, I decided to make moves to be more sexually liberated, uh, more sexually liberated. Per- Person, and that all started with not feeling shame after sex or giving blowjobs. P.S. I really like giving blowjobs, and it's been my staple since 10th grade. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> Hi, my name is Christine. I'm really good at sucking dick. Um, uh, yeah, for the first time ever, I was able to have a very public sexual encounter without feeling like a slut afterwards or feeling like I had to be in love with the guy whose dick I put in my mouth. I went to my desk the next day and was proud of my conquest because I, and I quote, am a fucking badass at the BJ. <laughs> Brush your shoulders off. Uh, there is one fantasy, though, that plagues me, and I'm not super sure I'll ever be able to fulfill it. And that fantasy is having a simulated slave rape experience with a white guy. I want it to be as dirty and nasty and humiliating as possible. I think I would even be super aroused if the guy had like a swastika tattoo or something. <laughs> really, just go go for it. Hopefully it is like a... a, a well, maybe even like draw a it rub on. on tattoo. Yeah, a, temp- like draw a temporary on. tattoo. <laughs> I've tried Cla- Craigslist and Tinder, but I always chicken out because I want to feel mucho comfortable with the guy I decide to do that sort of thing with. Totally reasonable. Uh, I'm not sure how to approach this uh, topic with guys I meet because... Presently, I'm not interested in a relationship at all. I just want to bang, but I'd like to bang a decent guy. <laughs> You're not going to find one with a swastika tattoo. Uh, <laughs> how can I convey my desire to be a total sex pot and be treated as such while being also while also being treated decently enough? I know I sound really contradictory, like I want a dude with a Nazi tattoo who also respects me. Yeah, I'm nuts. What do you ladies think? XOXO, little black girl with a white guy rape fantasy. Um, <laughs> Hope that's your AOL screen name. <laughs> that was my first age. Name. <laughs> uh, not, I mean, humiliation is can be really sexy. I mm-hmm. think you either you either get turned on by that or you don't. I right. get extremely turned on by that. Sometimes I question if my cuckolding fantasy comes from being cheated on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like yes, it does, but I don't really give a shit why. Right. Um, you're not going to meet a decent guy with an actual swastika tattoo. So I would say, Fet Life 
is this website mm. where you have fetishes, and this is a this is a kink, mm-hmm. um, and it's a more extreme one that I think would more extreme than Tinder, right? But the thing is, I mean, also you could do it that way if you're just looking to kind of get this fantasy going asap. But if you if you just it's something that you just want to do in the future, just concentrate on meeting a guy that you want to be in a relationship with. And I think it's I honestly don't think it's that crazy of a thing to ask for. No, I've, it's, heard, it's role playing. I've heard of this before. Um, not it's not super common that I've heard of it, but I've I've definitely heard of it before. And I mean, I've heard of black men wanting white women to uh, scream the N word. My uh, my Eskimo sister, <laughs> who is a porn star, yeah. was a porn star, had a video that I wish I didn't watch of her getting gangbanged. Well, no, she wasn't getting gangbanged by all these black dudes, but she was fucking all these black dudes and she was yelling the N-word and I was like, right. all right, okay, that's your... Exactly. Everyone's okay with that? Then fucking do your goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's a kink. It's a fucking, yeah. And, um, oh, actually, Ted Alexandra, speaking of him, has a really funny bit that he does about dating a black girl and her wanting him to... Oh, do the slave fantasy? Well, no, just yell the N-word at her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny to I hear mean, him explain that. I, I Steven yells all sorts of filthy, degrading things at me during sex, and I love it. I eat it up. Yeah, so I think if you if you need to feel comfortable, and you're also a little bit, I think you might be a little young for the Fet Life website. It's uh, 25, I mean, uh, 25 is like pretty still pretty young. You can try the Fet Life, but I think if you want someone that you're really going to trust, that's more like people who just want to like get down and dirty immediately. It seems like you need a little more trust. I was going to say, it's really fun when you trust a sexual partner. Not necessarily your boyfriend and girlfriend are exclusive. Oh, yeah, totally. you trust them, you can go ham on your sexual fantasies. Right. Um, And it might even be fun to do with just a trusted friend because it's like, you just try it out and you know that they don't think less of you. Like, you can have your cake and eat it too. And if it goes wrong, well, that's not your boyfriend anyway. Yeah, Yeah, so fuck him. (laughs) Kick him out, that fucking racist. You fucking ass. Asshole, Jim Crow, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I think doing it with someone you really, really trust as a person is really important part of this because it's like you can allow yourself to enjoy that humiliation. Well, at least for me, I can have the nastiest, rudest, most degrading shit yelled at me right. only with a person I trust. Oh, of course, because it because it, it feels bad if it comes from someone who you're unsure about. Oh my god, yeah, it doesn't feel so, good. So that yeah, me, right, made me felt like is not the best. That life is great. And I've heard great things about it. Just there's a, just from your from your your history that you just explained. That's the only reason I'm a little hesitant because yeah. you're a little young. You're a church going gal. You're someone who's you know taking a lot of advice from the parents and the pastor. So I think maybe oh, you yeah, just need steps. a little. And this is one of your first kind of like you're just starting to jump out. Like if it was like you know one of us hoes, <laughs> I'd be like fat life or bust. <laughs> um, but, uh, but for you, you know. I always, I always just like to, you know, treat the listeners better than myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, whatever oh, you're right. advice I would give to myself, I'm going to give you better advice. <laughs> did you not just? I mean, did you not just hear the story about <laughs> the dry sock? <laughs> Still wrong. sucking that D. One week later, oh my god, dry sock is from sucking that D. I mean, that's the same person who dumped me on a street corner. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't even co-host this podcast. <laughs> Hey, this is a what not to do, motherfuckers. Okay? So I hope that helps. Um, yeah. And as far as the Nazi tattoo, the swastika t- yeah, tattoo, uh, I know, I think, yeah, no one who has it for real, but I think to make it seem more legit, you can't, like, see him apply it. I think once oh, you yeah. find that person, he needs to, like, bang down your motherfucking door like a Nazi coming for Anne Frank. <laughs> 
Black and Frank, and he needs to already yo, have that tattoo. Yo, on. Black and Frank here. It's Black and Frank here. I said it's Black and Frank here. And then you're like, I don't know any Black and Frank. And we've lost that. all our sponsors. <laughs> Good thing we didn't have one for this episode. Oh, shit. We can say whatever we want. Well, we always say whatever we oh want. Oh, my God. Um, God, that's hilarious. Mom. I want to someone make a porn of that. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. well, now on to Seriousville. So all the laughs you're going to get in this episode. Yeah, really. Honestly, I mean. Shit is getting bleak. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know what's. Really, really disheartening. A few things are disheartening. I mean, everything. I mean, humanity's disheartening if you're Karen Fisher. There's a myriad of things. One of the things is after we do an episode about a a dark topic. Yes. In come the emails. We had Wendy Starling on. Cornucopia. Uh, You know, what happened the night you were raped? I was crying in my bed about yeah. all it's, the it's just emails. Literally inbox. I was raped. I was raped. Yep. I was raped. Yep. I was raped. Absolutely. Uh, it's like, what the fuck? And what uh, if the emails that we get that is so common that it fucking freaks me out and makes me angry. Yeah. I mean, just society that I didn't even know how common this was. Scarily common. Is motherfuckers getting molested. Yeah. A lot of molestation. Kids. A lot of molestation. Yeah. And this kind of prompted us to do some research. And um, I found out um, through a website that is called forlight.org. Um, one in 10 kids is sexually molested before they turn 18. That is a lot. And that th- means you 100% know someone who has been molested. And it's and the other thing, uh, one of the other prominent statistics on that is n- such a low percentage reports it because when you're a child, mm-hmm. you don't fucking know what's happening. Yeah. You don't know that this is wrong. You f- maybe you feel weird, and maybe, but then the, the person bribes you to not say anything, and and or or you do tell somebody, and they don't fucking believe you. Because I think as kids we learn that we shouldn't let strangers talk to us or touch us. But most of these cases are family members or people that are close to the family. And that's why they're able to do it because you have that trust with them. You see your parents or your guardians trusting them and talking to them and welcoming them into your um, home. And so it's very confusing for a child to even understand that it's wrong or why it's happening or that it's not their fault. Quote unquote. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, We got an email, man. Uh, we're not going to read it verbatim. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I, I have been thinking and I know Christina was super alarmed because she forwarded it to me. Oh, my God. I was fucking crying. A lot like, of obscenities. Um, uh, and I have been thinking about this email all week, honestly. Um, I asked my friend who is getting his Ph.D. in psychology about it because I just it was it was something larger than I felt I could handle. And after a lot of thought, we decided that we're not going to read it, yeah, word for word, because we don't want to come off as shock value or, you know, you listen to guys we fuck because we do the edgy stuff. And it's not shying away from it. It's just like this was a very personal thing that somebody shared with us. And I'm so glad that this person felt safe enough to share this with us. Um, But basically, uh, it's a 25-year-old listener, female, And she wrote us that she was raised by a single father who was abusive in every sense of the word, including sexual, which is kind of what we're talking about. Um, And horrible things happened to her. Not only did her father rape her multiple times, uh, her her father sold her out um, from 
the age of what, eight, eight, eight years old, he would um, have men come over, give him money as a prostitute, and they would gangbang his eight-year-old daughter. Yeah, as a baby, as like a child prostitute in in her home, yeah. n- nonetheless. Um, and her dad administered two abortions. Two abortions. Like, yeah, she got her period when she was nine years old. She got her period when she was eight, and then she got pregnant when she was nine. Oh, okay. The, which right. is, I mean, just so unfortunate even to get your period at eight. And then, yeah. um, and she describes a uh, 10th birthday party, I believe it was, right? She describes a birthday, or an 8th birthday party. She describes a birthday party uh, in which her and her dad decide they're going to celebrate her birthday. And for the birthday, five adult men oh. come over to her home and take turns having sex with her in front of each other i mean this is what we are talking about um and so finally uh after the second time that she got pregnant yeah he he administered one abortion and then the second one she actually knew what was happening to her body she was 10 at the time and she ran away to a a kroger which is like a pharmacy grocery store and i'm so fucking happy that she was smart enough at 10 years old to know how to do that they saw that she was abused and there was pieces of her body that were broken she was uh, her face was messed up she uh was pregnant and 10 uh and then so they got her to the hospital and they got her an abortion administered in the hospital and they got her into foster care immediately she never had to go home again. Amazing. She was she adopted say, by a couple. Yeah, and she was adopted by a couple who loves her, and she never says what happened to her father. Hopefully, P is in prison. Uh, I really hope so. Um, but this was the well. The question was, how do I experience intimacy after this? Right. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um. And the most, yeah, and the, so this girl actually goes on to write, she's she's gay, she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. and she said that she did a lot of soul searching to see if it was just because of what happened to her that she was a lesbian because of her distrust in men, and she's she really feels confident that she is a lesbian, and that's great, you know, if you think you're a lesbian, you're a lesbian, you're a fucking lesbian. Yo, you gay? Yeah, <laughs> Yo, sweet. you gay? Absolutely. Rad. Um... And she was been in one relationship, but of course she had trouble being intimate. Of course you did. That's you because you've never intimacy is not part of it is innate, but part of it is certainly learned. And that's why people who come from households where they don't see their parents or guardians having a good intimate relationship have trouble in intimate relationships. That's why you need you need you never had an example to learn from. Not only did you not have an example to learn from as far as looking at it you never experienced it as a child a huge part of being a child and growing up is intimacy that's why you you hold your baby you create there's been studies like just this the mere trust yeah the mere touch to a child it's so important in your development and you never had that and that's fucking horrible and i'm so sorry uh but i think the first step which you was not mentioned in here is seeing a therapist yeah um and that that kind of jumped out at me immediately and you know i'm not like the person person like go to therapy but uh, absolutely i think there's no other um thing to do before you have to start by going to therapy and if anybody is experiencing or has experienced molestation sexual abuse as a child as an adult anything anything of a sexual abuse nature the website that we've recommended in the past you can go to which will give you all of your local resources you enter your zip code rain 
rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. And their hotline is 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-4673. And they give you resources. They'll connect you with somebody. It's all confidential. They don't even they don't even get your entire phone number when you call in. That's how mm-hmm. they, they really they don't they don't give away your information and they'll hook you up with somebody in your in your area and talk to you and counsel you and be confidential about everything. Absolutely. And I think the main thing that I want to get across from this email is that there's nothing wrong with this person who wrote into us. There's nothing wrong with her that she can't feel intimacy. This is I think it's totally new. I would actually be surprised if you were fine to enter into an intimate relationship uh, with no troubles. You have to be guided by I mean, being guided by a professional who can kind of help you deal with those emotions, I would think is going to be paramount. Yeah. And take it so slow. Take it as slow as you need to take it. You're so super young. This wasn't that long ago. I mean, half of your life basically was spent in something that nobody should ever have to experience. And also, I think there was a mention somewhere in this email where, like, I know worse things have happened to people. I that like she said that line, something like there was something in here that like kind of like stuck out. And uh, I was like, no, I don't think I don't think you ever have to. (laughs) Don't apologize. Yeah, don't don't feel like you're. No, (laughs) don't say that. Absolutely. So, yeah, just number one, seek a therapist and uh, like an amazing one. If you don't like the first one you talk to that, there's other therapists. I think people think just like someone is a doctor that they're going to be an amazing doctor. No, search, find the one that yeah. works for you. It's like that it's you vibe with like that, a soulmate. Yeah, that you trust that you <clears throat> it takes a second to find a good therapist. And that website we mentioned, rain.org, can give you ones that are specialized in sexual abuse. Yeah. So that you can kind of they can walk you through it and you can find intimacy and be comfortable with the right. sexual partner. And additionally, I think it would be a good idea to maybe look into some uh, molestation survivor groups or rape survivor groups, either yeah. either both, any of them. Um, I think there is something a little bit unique about how young you were, though. So I think that the molestation might be like a little younger. And we've had a lot of emails. This, this one was... This one was really uh dark horrific yeah and uh we've had a lot of people write in saying that a family member a friend of their families when they were four five six right seven eight nine ten years old and they were made to feel guilty and they told people and the people didn't believe i mean just just right. fucking bullshit mm-hmm. um and yeah i think uh the the only silver lining on this is that it's discussing how many people this is happening to and how many lives this is ruining but uh that a lot of people have gone through this and that it's just not being talked about so you mm-hmm. should a lot of people write in and say they you know they don't feel alone and that's the best thing that the, the podcast gives them and i think that's the key here like this has happened to a lot of people and there's definitely people that you can talk about it with and don't be afraid to talk about it and this story i'm sure is going to uh resonate with a lot more people than i would like it to yeah and that brings us to our guest our guest this week is a survivor of molestation yeah from uh, a member of his family i'll let him talk about it uh he's a good friend of ours a comedian um, and he's going to share his story with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Justin Perez.
Oh, you're nice. <laughs> I'm a nice person. I assume that we were all going to fornicate. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, I, mean, I don't want to make jokes, but maybe your cousin. <laughs> That's my cousin said when he first saw me. I had to say it. I had to say it. Now we can be serious. I had to say it. I think this kid's going to fuck one family member, and I want it to be me. (laughs) Let me get ahead of this creepy And we're here with Justin Perez, everybody. (laughs) Completely already. Completely. This is why I like talking about dark shit with comics. Oh, God. It's like, how many jokes can we make about this shit? Well, not only can you take your lead. You can make jokes about serious things, but like the serious things are the funniest things. Yeah. Because they hurt the most. (laughs) True. Like that, that D, yeah. So okay, Justin Perez, you handsome man. We were just talking about how handsome Justin is. Really hot, very attractive. Don't worry, you won't feel that way by the end of the episode. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, because his personality is atrocious. Yeah, not because of the incident. I think your personality is great, but that's because I don't know you that well. I mean, I know you well. You're f- no, you're he's- so charming. You should be on like a Colgate commercial. Go on. No, he's super fun and super attractive, but he's the kind of fun where he would like make his penis into a hot dog, and that's I not love my. That. You do the mangina. In that's a not my second. I've, oh, done the, I've done the wristwatch. I've done the vagina. <laughs> Wait, wristwatch is a dick around the wrist? It's a dick around the wrist. You go, what time is it? Uh, that's a classic. You can do that to your dick? Oh, yeah. You can put your dick around your wrist? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. You yeah can, that makes sense. But I, when it's soft and gushy. I always hear about breaking dicks. Have that's you ever, when it's hard. Have you ever had your dick broken? No. that, that would Have be you had your heart broken? <laughs> yes. By uh, that guy. Because who, uh... the girl would not break my dick. Uh, <laughs> no. Please. You break your dick when somebody's on top, usually a woman. And <laughs> or, or a guy. Or a man. God. Or, this is 2015. Or well, someone in between. Or a nun. Gender conforming pansexual gender queer life mate. Yes, exactly. You're welcome. Uh, Everyone's welcome on the Guys We Fuck podcast. Yeah, and you guys know, and then it flops the wrong way and it breaks. <gasps> oh, and then your taint goes, owie! That's yeah. my worst fear, oh, though. Oh, my I mean, taint is hurting. Not every, my worst fear. Every though. girl listening to this, their vagina just went, <laughs> like, ow! I am so scared of breaking a man's dick. <laughs> I really am. I know what you mean by that, but it sounds like my pussy is golden, and I'm gonna no, break your I, cock. Yeah. I just sometimes I get a little rough. Oh, and would you pull fully off the dick and then back on? Because that's, that's how. Yeah, that's how it fucking happens. Oh no, I don't pull fully off the dick. I mean, sometimes it slips out, but I right. never go for that. But that's when you get your taint punched by the day. That's like, like driving and consistently turning off your engine. Why Does, would you do that? Can I ask a question to you? Yes, Justin. We're you turning can. this around. Uh, because you're real lippy down there, right? You've said it before. I'm not a... You, you act like you haven't seen me butt-ass naked. Justin oh, and I haven't the fucked, naked show? but Justin saw me naked, and he likes to continually bring up how lippy I am and how he heard the guy next to him mention something about my vagina Wait, lips. what? Um, when Ooh, Corinne my face in that pussy. got naked, he said, I forget what he said, but I, I told you when it happened. When Corinne came out on stage naked by herself, this guy next to me was like, mmm. <laughs> And, and good friend he has Justin texted me immediately. Yeah. Um oh I texted you that your butt looked good. Yes, so. thank you. Very Christina was front row. Yeah, Side front note, center. I before we go on, I do want to let the listeners know we had a, le- a letter from a fucker uh a couple weeks back about how she hated her vagina and we got a lot of concerned emails and she wrote us this week and she got went down on and it was amazing and the guy said how great her vagina was. So I just before we go here here for the meanie pussy. Big you lip. enjoy that. Big lip girls, you run the world. Yeah. All right. Sorry, go on. Uh I have nothing more. I I, I- <laughs> 
I I've dated someone who's a little uh, a little meaty down there, meat a lovers little, little supreme. Uh, <laughs> Domino's nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's amazing. Stuff cross. And I've go, I've gone out of my way with this person to be like, hey, I love your vagina because I wanted to make them like whatever yeah. weird physical thing someone has, I'll like do the opposite. I'll be like, I like that thing. I want to come on that thing. Like if you have a you weird call scar, it that thing. I'm come on your mole. <laughs> no, if someone has like like I dated someone who had a scar once, and I was like, I want to come on that scar. It's so fucking hot. And she was like. Was she like, why are you so into my scar, bro? Yeah, she was like, I, I have know. to go. <laughs> she was like, are you a boob man or an ass man? Just like, I'm, I'm a scar, scar man. man. Yeah, love the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Yeah. Sorry. So let's, well, start at the beginning mm-hmm. because that's what happened when it happened. When you started. When, yeah. So how old were you? <laughs> Give me some background before the mall estate. We don't want to start yeah, there. We don't oh, want to okay. start there. Little Justin was born. Um, eight pounds, two ounces? That's pretty close. Uh, really? Good for me. <laughs> Baby weight. Seven, eight or something. Uh, I was born to two parents. They divorced very quickly after <laughs> I was born. they're like, fuck this kid. I'm yeah, out. They, Are you an only child? Yeah. Okay. As my mom liked to say, uh, once I had you, I was good. <laughs> No, not in the company. No, that's like, like that's she was all like, I needed in my life. No, she was like, I can't handle any more Justins. The yeah. fear of having another Justin uh, makes my pussy. See, I took close. a positive from that. Maybe it's just she, all the love in her heart was filled. Well, again, yeah. that's why she we even need her husband. That's why we work together. <laughs> <laughs> yang and Yang, yeah. go on. My parents divorced when I was uh, a child uh, of zero. Uh, <laughs> then my mom remarried when I was five, and I had a pretty normal childhood, grew up in the Bronx, then also. What was the new dude like? Uh, my stepdad, Joe, he's great. He's very cool, very nice, very responsible. And you were like, as a five, five-year-old Justin, what, did you think it was like weird that you just had a new dad all of a sudden? or? Um, I kind of did. It took me a few years to, like, I didn't start calling him dad until like... Maybe like five or six years ago, and then before oh, wow. that, I called him Pops, and then before Aww. that, Joe. Just <laughs> before just that, it. asshole. Yeah, yeah. He touches my mom. How old mom are you fucker. now, <laughs> motherfucker? Uh, I'm 32. You're 32. Okay, you and so then young. Did you have a relation? Do you still or have for? A, did you have a relationship, or do you have a relationship with your paternal? Your uh, yeah, your I relationship with my dad. I meant biological, not paternal. That didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> biological father. Yeah, I have a relationship with him. I don't see him as much. I don't see him that often, but. Uh, uh, he came to my show a few months ago. It was fun. Seems like a lot of people. Yeah, get to Jesus. That. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. So he. Yeah, I have a relationship with him. Yeah, he's he's around. Okay, it so cool? it seems like it's like a lukewarm relationship. Well, growing up, he kind of was crap in the sense of like he'd make excuses why he couldn't see me one weekend. Yeah. Like I played baseball my entire life. Oh, this is the Didn't classic come to one American goddamn story. game. Classic today. Hispanic story. <laughs> he was just home. I said American, but you I you took it there. Sitting in a puddle of his own drunk piss. Yeah. After I was done with uh, practice of West Side Story <laughs> and, and selling water on the streets, I would oh, go. Oh, so Puerto Rico. I made it up. That's I know not a real you did. thing. And then I'd mango go, ices. Mango <laughs> ices. Churro, churro, churro. Biagua. Yeah. <laughs> after I was done with that, I would go that and good, uh, play softball. Or baseball, softball. I was going to say, I was like, are you lying to make yourself seem more masculine? You know, it was uh, baseball. And uh, my dad went to one game in 10 years of me playing baseball. And it was so, so sad. So he made it. No. <laughs> 
Aren't you taking a positive out a whole lot of negative? Son of a bitch. That was like 150 <laughs> games the guy missed. And, oh, did he, he say he was going to come and then he didn't? I don't remember. But he, it's not the quantity. The, the sad, quality. Yeah, the sad thing <laughs> was that he still talked about that game for like 15 <laughs> years after the fact. Hey, I went to one of your games, asshole. Uh, I, I don't was, give me lip. I was like a really good so- a baseball player. And so for years, like I, I was really good. But the one game he went to, I went like 0 for 3. And Aww. so he'd be like, hey, remember that time you popped up? That was one hell of a pop out. And I was like, what? <laughs> Go to more games. I was really good. What position were you? Uh, well, um, as you'll find out later. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, on my knees. No, uh, I was... Uh, I, <laughs> I was bad defensively, so I was usually in right field. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you with those pop flies. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So your dad kind of sucked, really digging that one game in. He was yeah, he was all right, but he was like nice to me in person. Like he was good in the room, yeah. but like <laughs> crappy on stage or something. <laughs> stage of my life. Oh uh, my god! Wow. So is that why you're a comedian? <laughs> Well, one of several reasons. Yeah, it's a, it's I have reason. two people to thank, and he's one of them. Okay. And the other one's coming up. Yeah, let's talk about him. Because uh, so, it started young, right? Yeah, yeah. So what the reason I'm on is, uh, is I fucked you both, and then also <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I fucked Corinne, and I made love to Christina. Thank you, because wow. God damn it, I'm a lady. Yeah. She's, wow. Way it goes. I put on Aerosmith. Dear damn God. right. Uh, and so uh, when I was, I think, about five years old, my mom started sending me to Puerto Rico for the summer. That's rad. And, yeah. She really tried to get rid of you. <laughs> She's like, fuck She's this like, Please kid. Leave. You're going to summer camp. <laughs> Wait, uh, are you, are they both Puerto Rican? Your parents, I mean. Yeah, my parents, my stepdad. So uh, you're 100% Puerto Rican. Yeah. Puerto Ricans only. Yeah, I don't use condoms or anything. This, park- uh, <laughs> this parking is for Puerto Ricans. Do you have like one of those signs from like the shore, like Puerto Rican oh, parking dude, only? Dude, the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City is one of my favorite days. I oh, fucking love it. It's the worst Because Christina day. lives on the other side of the parade route and doesn't need to leave. I, on the other hand, need to access the spot on the east side. I just love I live on the west Puerto side. Rican pride. I just like when people are fucking yeah. pride, prideful of their Puerto Ricanness. If you ever miss the parade, awesome. if you ever, uh, for both you girls and any woman in New York City, if you ever miss the parade, what you want to do to experience it is just wear like a, a slutty top and just walk a around your city. sexually explorative Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Uh, a horse top. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, like a real prostitute <laughs> slut top. Can't wait till we give out your Twitter handle. No, no. I, I say that jokingly. I'm the most <laughs> feminist person you've ever had on this, including Tim, well, not even including Tim Dillon. That means nothing. Yeah, it was yeah. like, that's like, the what worst. Is that? He's he's a baby Trump. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. So your mom shipped you off to Puerto Rico every summer. Yeah, on the off chance to learn Spanish, and uh, and is so that the I, real reason? She she was working a lot. She was a single mom. It was like her personal birthright for you. Exactly. I want you to learn Spanish, baby. <laughs> she, sounds uh, like she sounds wider than you. Like she. I you want you to learn Spanish, Justin. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It sounds like a, a black man trying to talk like a white man. I love when black people do white people impressions. It makes best. me so happy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go on. So Puerto she Rico. sent me there in Puerto Rico, and I would spend summers there. And so, uh, a few years into it, my aunt started sending her son, Michael to Puerto Rico uh, to... Are we going to give it his address and last I, name? I don't care. <laughs> no. What is he going to do? <laughs> do it again? You know? <laughs> I mean... Uh, so anyway, so... He, she, my aunt would send her son Michael. He was uh, eight years older than me. And we, and we were both like good pals growing up. And uh-huh. so, so he was 13, you were five. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I just, <laughs> that's I how, just, ma- that's I how math the, works. I did 
eight, five, six, seven, eight. I counted with fingers because yeah. I can't fucking do math quick. No, I understand. Okay, so five and 13. Uh, and so five and 13, and then we went back for a few more. I think he went for another summer or two, and mm-hmm. then he was too old. And somewhere between five, For Puerto Rico? He was too old to like. Oh, like a family. You, okay. you, you wouldn't send a 15 year old. Whose house were you at? Like, I, what I was at my grandmother's house. Grandmother. Okay, got it. So I wouldn't. He, he would have been too old to go back to Puerto Rico because he's like 15, 16. He doesn't want to hang out for the summer. With his grandma, yeah. Yeah, most 15 year olds want to like finger people or stuff. Well. Did he? <laughs> uh, so, so somewhere between five and seven, I, I don't, I didn't keep notes at the time. Uh, my cousin, uh, Michael, right? Michael, yeah, my cousin Michael. Uh, when my grandmother left us alone, my cousin Michael uh, touched me, uh, jerked me off, uh, had I, I gave him head. Is that a I, thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, when you're when you're like five. Around-ish? Five-ish? Yeah, five to seven. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. I, I don't remember the exact... Do you remember, like, how, how he approached this, you? Yeah, exactly. How, how, do you, how do you sell that to a five-year-old? I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I, I know that we physically touched each other and yeah. did... Do you remember anything about, like, what you were feeling? Um, or... Honestly, at the time, I, I'm sure I enjoyed the attention from him, and I felt something, but... Because little kids can take that as... Uh... As affection, as yeah, they, you don't know it's yeah, wrong, you don't know right. What you're doing. Did you know it was no? I knew it was wrong, like after the fact, but at the time I didn't really get it, and it was like kind of fun to hang out with my favorite cousin at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that happened uh, maybe like a few times. That it all happened the same summer. It happened a few times, and then uh, that was it. And then. Uh, that happened. <laughs> well, so what did he do? So, because so like, yeah, you were together multiple summers, but it only happened this one. It happened summer? one summer. Yeah, it was not over the course of summers. So when you were the summer, you were five, and he was thirteen, or it could have been you could five have been the oldest. It's seven. five, six, or seven, but okay. it probably wasn't past six because he would have been way too old. Because I I sat down this year because I told my parents this year for the first time, and uh, they. My mom was like trying to do the math. She's like, I know he didn't go there past like 14 because right. he was too old. I think yeah, okay. this is interesting because he's a minor, but not even like a minor, like he's 17. He's pretty young. So I yeah, mean, how does a fucking. But it's so it's so it's a, it's a, it's also like a little bit different because I think there's something like and it's not like downplaying your molestation. But yeah. I think it's just something to talk about. Like you think he knew. Do you think he was molested? I, I I didn't really get into it at that time. I uh, <laughs> I mean, when you were five. I was, Let's go back to why you're doing this, Michael. I mean, for in my cousin's defense, I was three six and seventy pounds. So like, I I understand. I was pretty. <laughs> That's resistant. not a fucking excuse, you heartthrob. I, I was like no a fucking inch five waist. year old is a god. No, but I think it's an interesting thing, thing to talk about because I mean I don't think I don't think you're gonna come down on a 13 year old the same way you're gonna come out down on like a 45 year old man because I think it's yeah I think it's something interesting to see what the, is that the same thing though in the brain that makes you want to do it whether that's, you're 45 or 13 that's what I well I think yeah I, I'm not sure because it's, it's, it's like the you should know better part that comes when you're older right well, yeah right because I'm confused like 13 is such a it's such a borderline age what is he is he a pedophile or, I don't think it's a pedophile. I think right. he's like a sexual predator. Uh, do you yeah. think though, or do you think? I mean, yeah. he's a fucking five to seven. Can you seven imagine year yourself? Yeah, but I, I that I, is a child. Can you that imagine? Is a child baby. Well, here's my question to you. When I was thirteen, no, of course. Can you not. imagine taking a five year old's dick 
And jerking it off when you're 13. No, absolutely no, I, not. But, I, but, but it, the I, height difference alone is like, ugh. Oh, <laughs> no, of course. It, and it's and it's weird and it's certainly, but yeah, I think that interest, raises an interesting question because it's like, it takes a lot for a 13-year-old to kind of even, like, where does that idea come from? I don't know. Be, when, we, when I was, uh, mm, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, maybe I would say nine or ten. I would, that's when stuff would happen with sexually exploring with my friends. But it yeah. wasn't like, I, I wasn't attracted to them. I was like, let's all touch each other's butts or something. Like, I, we would always do stuff like that. Like, me and my one neighbor, we would play, like, boy-girl. It was a game. We would just, like, put our hands on each other's bodies. We wouldn't be naked. I remember one time he, like, I was like, I want you to scratch my butt. Like, just, like, scratch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels really good. He's like, yeah, this is fun. And they were like, all right, you want to go to the trampoline or what? Like, and then we would just go about our day. Yeah. As children, we didn't even register that was wrong, but we were like, this is kind of cool. But we were the same age. And it was all, we didn't know what consent meant, but we were all like, hey, you want to do this? Okay, sure. It was like best buddies doing that. But so I still do that. But 13, (laughs) well, ain't not wrong. (laughs) When you're 13, though. You know, I mean, I mean, you don't, I mean, uh, this reminds me of a story when I was in the second grade. I mean, the unnamed people. You were on the beach. No, there were two <laughs> sets of footprints. You were also yes. in Puerto Rico. Yourself and, I, and the Lord. <laughs> and he and said, "I, was I was like, care. I Jesus carried you." Footsteps. I was just gonna go on the footsteps. No, but the thing That's is, right. it, it, so there was a story about one of my classmates. It, it, he, he did something, and then the next day it was all over school. What and what happened was, him and his sister. They were both about eight because we were in second grade uh they were the same age and they were in the bathtub together and they were taking a bath together and i was like well that's a weird parenting and when you're eight you shouldn't be taking a bath together but i was like judgment aside and it got around school that he had put his penis into his sister's vagina so he molested so a, a rumor or did that no happen? it happened it happened like he had uh, he had offered that in class or something whatever it <laughs> Rumors when in you're in second grade are pretty are pretty accurate. <laughs> he offered that in class. Like, yeah, excuse I, me, I have I, uh, I have something to share before, for you. Yeah, so, of before course. we finish where the wild things are, I'd like <laughs> to say a story. Well, of course, shit is great. Of but, uh, course, it was alarming. But w- so, what are your feelings on that? Did he molest his sister? I mean, by textbook standards, he did. Yeah, because yes, but he did. Do you think it? Do you if think he forced his penis in her? Right, but do you think he? Do you think he knew? Do you think he has something Eight wrong with him? Quote unquote. Do you think? He's- no, I don't. I think that uh, he needs to be told that. I think the forcefulness of it is the key. Right. You know, like when I'm talking about my, the things that I did as a kid with with my friends, male and female, it was both like, "Do you want to see what happens when right. we do this?" And we've had guys write us all the time, like, "Oh, when we were kids, we my guy friend and I sucked each other." This when we were 10 years old and it was awesome but yeah. we're both not we're both straight and we both were like you want to do this mm-hmm. nothing was forced if it was forced that's a type of violence that's like a sexual violence so a sexual, I, I don't know but don't it's know. also like what does an eight-year-old know about sexual violence i mean i think it's but how does some, he know the vagina it's something know. you have to nip in the bud immediately i think we all can agree on that but it's it's like it's very interesting because it's like we don't talk about this enough. There's not research done, so it's and like it's to the point where when the fuck do you start becoming a pedophile? When are you always a pedophile? What age do we consider someone a pedophile? Yeah. What's molestation? What's curiosity? Because I mean, well, now we Lena Dunham talked about her, that with her yeah. sister, there and you then go. all of a sudden she's a fucking sexual predator and she right. molested her sister. Fucking get the fuck out of here! Right? That wasn't a forced thing. So no one knows any. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Justin? Like, what do you uh, think? It, it's like everything in life. It's just a lot of fucking gray. It, it, there is a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray. Oh, I thought you were gonna say bad. 
Yeah, it's bad. I think <laughs> Girls is bad. <laughs> Season three. It's a great show. <laughs> Garbage. Look, they, they veered off a little yeah, bit. God yeah, damn no, it, did they fine. come back? It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like it's very gray and there's no correct answer. Like uh, I know siblings who like force each other. Like I, I knew this guy I was friends with. He would spit in his sister's mouth. He would like force her mouth open and spit Ew. in her mouth. They were like seven or eight. And uh, I thought it was funny. And I right. could see that same kid who's like, I'm going to force her to get the old penis in the vagina. Right. Because yeah. he doesn't Maybe understand they, they take that's it with the different. Same yeah, that yeah. it's different. It's kind of like the signs of someone who's going to be a lot of trouble as a teenager. Yeah. Like that's so that. when you were a kid, when did you realize that what happened to you was molestation? When did you realize you were molested? That that wasn't okay. Well, I told my, so I told my parents this year. Um, and then my mom, my parents took it well. They're very cool. Um, but took my, it well. What does that mean? As good as you. I mean, they weren't like. They didn't accuse you of lying. No, no. They, we've got a lot of letters about that. No. Like, I finally told my parents. Or brushing it under and the rug. And they said I was lying. I'm like, that would break my heart to no end. Like, that would permanently break my heart. No, I've never had a serious conversation with my parents. So they were like, like initially. Really? You really? I mean, I've never been like, can I speak to you for a minute? Like, I've, <laughs> right. I've, I've never had Mom, like a. Dad? Uh, a conversation that sounds like the beginning of a breakup. <laughs> that sounded like the beginning of uh, Grace Kelly, the Micah song. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to you. And so I came home and I was like, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. And my stepdad was like, what is it? You're gay. He started like joking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but he was like, he was just. He was being funny. And, and then you were like, no, not that bad. And he's like, what is it? Uh, you have two no, girlfriends. queer. Yeah, yeah. Like he just kept on making jokes. And I was like, no, seriously. And how long ago was this again? This was me. I don't know. Like seven months ago, eight months okay, ago. Okay, no, very recent. Did you take a special trip home to tell your parents you yes, lost it? Yes, I specifically. Are you fucking with me, Justin? No, I, I went home to. because I, I can't tell when you're joking. But what, so, so what in you at age 32 made you on this particular week and decide that you were going to go home and tell your parents that you were molested honestly so for i don't know the, the 20 what? i like how you seem aggravated that we're asking you questions you're on a podcast where we ask you questions thank you for inviting about me. shit like this um <laughs> oh god do we have to go through this hey, again you're gonna get a lot of twitter followers <laughs> thank you please it's be worth oh, it. i feel like i'm being interrogated about this molestation so so what was the question you <laughs> Well, my mate, what, what made you that tell particular them. Okay, so moment, for the out of majority all the of my life, I've been avoiding it. I would tell girls I was dating sometimes, but for the most part, I would avoid it, and I would act out, and I would do all these like stupid sexual things, and a lot of it was myself. It was a lot of it just being like a scummy guy, but I'd say a lot of it was also like due to that. It's one of those things like you can't tell if you like the Beatles on your own or if you liked it because your dad was really into it. Like you don't know the difference okay. between the two. So it's one of those things that I couldn't tell if my behavior was me or what happened to me and it was reaction. So I failed at so many relationships and then immediately the, the person that I thought was perfect found like love somewhere else. Uh -huh. And then I looked back and was like, oh, I, it was me. I was the Did you see shit. where you fell short? Yeah, like what kind boyfriend? of stupid sexual things were you doing that you- Oh, cheating on girls all the oh, time, okay. left and right. So just like- uh, Bad. I mean, real. I, I mean, like, I. I thought you meant like tricks with your dick. No, no. <laughs> That's like the charming part of me. Like, I, I've done a naked handstand and been like, hey, 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 look over here. Uh huh. And you know, that's the charming part of me. Yeah. Uh, You're very charming. Please go on. <laughs> oh, that was all you had. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> when did you realize though? Is that when seven months ago when you also realized you were molested? No, no, no. I. When I've, was that moment? I want to know I've what that. Known, okay, so I was getting to this. So my. I told my parents they took it great. They were they believed me and my mom was just like shocked. My parents were both shocked. And my mom goes, 
this makes sense now. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, when you were like, I don't know, five, six or seven or something like that, when, when you were on that age, I was going to leave you at, uh, at, um, your aunt's house, but she wasn't going to be there. It was just going to be you and Michael. Cause she had to step out for an hour and you started hysterically crying oh. and, and you like, wouldn't let go of me. And I asked you, why do you not want to go over there? And you just wouldn't tell me. And you were just crying hysterically and, and you wouldn't tell me. And I didn't take you, but I tried to get it out of you, but you wouldn't tell me. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. I remember thinking to myself, snitches get stitches. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell. <laughs> no. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but I'm sure that happened. I, I have no memory of that. But so that tells us what we were just talking about. It's like you you didn't, didn't know that that yeah. was not I knew right. it after the fact. I was like scared of him. But you were still young, super young. And yeah. even at that super young, young age, something in your head said, this is not okay. This yes, is not right. This exactly. makes me feel bad. How yeah. was Michael to you in terms of what he said to you afterwards? Was he like, yeah, you fucking shut up about that no. or just nothing? No, he was like jovial with me and joking with me. And then after... Like, let's say I got to, like, 12 or 13, we had a normal relationship, and I oh. I met his, like, the, he, he had a child with a kid. I, I met her. She was really cool. Uh, like, we just had a normal thing. And then so, wait, I, he has a child now? He has a son, yeah. Uh, uh, they're not married, but they, he has a son. And then uh, when I got older, um, we, I think when I was, like, 18, I just was like, wait, the, wait a minute. You introduced me to sexuality when I was like, I don't know, under seven. So I, fuck you. So I, I sort of cut off all contact Did from there on. Did you tell why? No, I just didn't want anything to do with him. I, I mean. Did he I, try I th- to contact you over the those years? Yeah, he tried to contact, he tried to Facebook, he tried to MySpace me, Facebook me, uh, oh, follow Instagram. me on Instagram, all that stuff. I blocked him on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought he would like take a hint. When you thought about him during that time, were you angry? What was the emotion? Oh, it was angry, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to kill him? Because I, I would imagine me wanting to murder that person. Yeah, because if you're old enough to come, which he, which I remember, uh, I feel like you're old enough to like, I was pretty, like, I would never think to grab a child when I'm f- a relative when I'm old enough to cut, like yeah yeah of course not but his his actions do you think he's just like a brilliant actor or do you think that he something in his head is not quite connecting and he truly does not realize that what he did was not okay oh I don't care yeah <laughs> yeah but but right that's what we're here to talk but, about but I mean, oh, I'm to, here to talk about it I, myself talk, no but I, yeah I'm, I'm I, it's I, an opinion it's not whether you care or not it's just like honestly because it's I, I, when we just shut the door on someone and just say this sucks and, and that's fine to sure, do in your sure. personal life, but just as a overall of because obviously something was is not right with Michael and that doesn't take away from all the shit that that it affected you and how that made you start off your sexual career in a very fucked up way. Yeah. It's not taking away from you, but it's just trying to be like, why did this happen so this cannot happen again? And it's like, is this happening to his son? Those kinds of questions. Yeah, that's what oh, I... When I you said he had a think... son, I'm like, oh, God damn, really? Well, I, I, he's, I, I, he's I, great. I, I don't want to talk about them, but they, okay. uh, but I don't know why. I think when I was 13 or so, I was hypersexualized. Like I was one of those people that if I had like... If my mom was like, we have two minutes in here and then we're going to get out of here, I would like masturbate in two minutes. So I understand being like essentially like a crackhead for masturbating when you're 13, but I don't make the connection on why he did it. I, I, I don't know. I guess he was sexually frustrated and then like. 
But he I, I would do no things idea. to you, not just make you do things to him. Right? Yeah, there was like a mutual thing at one point. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, was there any penetration? I don't think so. Okay. Do you think it was purely like uh, having to do with your your youth, or do you think there was anything homosexual? Obviously, you were two men, but I think this is more of a of an age thing than a gender thing. Yeah, but I, because like a lot of people, there is that stigma that uh, everyone who is a pedophile or or many pedophiles are homosexual, and I think that's why, and that gives the homosexual community a bad rap. Yeah, Dan Savage tweets out about that all the time because fucking Catholics and all these conservative Republican motherfuckers are like, we don't want gay people in the back. You know, it's and that's why, yeah, they can't be boy like, scout leaders. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, just because you're fucking gay doesn't mean you're going to molest people. Yeah. Two different things. Right. Two opposite things. Have you have you heard him talk or about anything homosexual over? I've had no contact with him since. No, but was, when when yeah. you were over, because you were, you know, you knew each other for that whole period after. Because uh, you stopped talking to him when you were 18. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that would have been very funny if you said something gay. I'd have been like, aha, I gotcha. Right. Well, no, that's I, why. <laughs> yeah, I was correct. It wasn't just because I was super hot as a kid. It's because <laughs> you had some gay tendencies. No, I, I have no idea. He, he, he didn't say anything. He was very like hetero and normal. Yeah, from, uh, from what you and saw. he never like gave you a a, like a, a wink, a knowing look, <laughs> not a sexual one, but like a knowing look, like we have a secret over. Yeah, like, it was like the end, it was like the end of Thriller when he turns around to the camera. You're such a fucking asshole. Ah. <laughs> now, okay, so no, you, he he never gave me anything like that. All right, so I, it was just like was everything no, was normal on his end. Yes, everything was normal. So okay. at 18, that's when you cut him out. You you don't tell him why. He tries to get contact. You're like, go fuck yourself. Like you don't even you don't even. I yeah, I just blocked him out on did, social media. Did he and stuff. tell his mom and your mom, his mom and your mom, be like, why isn't Justin talking to Michael? I think a couple times he was like, oh, uh, Michael was asking about you, and I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm, just brush it off. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy. Tell him, you know, I whatever, I, t- whatever you want. But I. I want nothing to do with him. Did your parents tell any other family members after you told them? I think they told some people, yeah. They, they do you told think they told mom? Michael's mother? I have no clue. I think I, they I, will. I, do you not want them to? Do you, want, do you I care? I don't care. Like, the whole thing, with, I, I think, with any sort of, I'm sure you guys experienced this in your podcast, any sort of, like, thing that makes you feel powerless, you may, you give it more power the less you talk about it. So, yeah. I've gotten to the point now where I don't care. Who knows? I don't care. This is sort of my thing. And yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, she can know, she can not know. It's mm-hmm. not really my burden to, like, I, you know, she she's still my aunt, my, my, my aunt, and I care about her, and she's a nice person. Yeah. But this happened to me, and I'm not going to, like, feel bad for, for myself or feel bad for her. Yeah, well, no, I mean, good. there's no reason to feel bad for her. She's well, a just lot of... the person who birthed, it doesn't really necessarily could have something to do with her. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know what was happening I in that know. household. Yeah. We said this in the intro we talked about the alarmingly large number of emails we get from people who've been molested. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot. At least once a week, we get an email from somebody who was molested by a family member or by... We we got a really fucking... The darkest email I've ever read in my whole life uh, this past week by a girl who was raped by her father. Yeah. And one of the things that breaks my heart, one of the many things, is... Uh, but you didn't seem to have this, which is good. Uh, they didn't want to tell the family because it would tear the family apart. Yes. Did you feel that at all at any time? Uh, I think I felt that at one point. Um, I think I thought that it, it would 
it would make like Christmas is bad. But he wasn't really right. He moved to California at one point. He's back in New York now. What up? Uh, and he uh, he was in California for a while. So that didn't really play into to it. Okay. Thankfully, he wasn't in the picture for a while. Okay. What would you say to somebody who's feeling like? I don't know. I, I obviously your situations are completely different, but I mean, for me, it's it's hard for me to be like, well, you should do this and fuck you, what your family thinks. Like that's my instinct, but then I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. I would say take ownership of it. Go to therapy. Uh, speak about it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, and you take you the power the of the situation when you do start talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Sort of talk about it. As much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot of material about it. I did the naked oh, show. You, oh, you do material about it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, talked about being molested while you were naked? Completely naked. What and did you say? I, well, you've seen my act. You, you know Unfortunately. it. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Not with this material. I didn't know you talked about it on stage. Yeah, yeah. You know, I started off by going like, all right, let's stick to the light stuff, guys. Uh <laughs> Many people here are molested by their cousin. Show of hand. Uh, if you were, say nothing for 25 years. Anyone else say nothing for 25 years? That's and, a great, uh, that's great. Yeah. It's a great opener. Yeah, a great opener. And then I get into it a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's gone well. Yeah, it feels good to talk about it. And make. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah. he goes into his mozzarella material. <laughs> My one standby joke. Uh, this kills every time. Yeah, it's so weird to go from like molestation jokes to like. Anyway, I work a lot of Italian guys. <laughs> this one guy. Tony, <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, and people are like, <laughs> I can't get past the molesting by your cousin. Thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I have a thing. Like, I was molested by my cousin Michael, and when you're molested by your cousin Michael, when you get older, every time you go past the craft store, you're just devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're all named after your molester. It's <laughs> a great bit. Yeah, it's a good that's bit. It's a good bit. Yeah. You should probably flip that so that's your closer. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's good, a good closer. Bit. Uh, Especially if you talk about it at the beginning. Let and him you just... know you let him dislike you and then flip it on him. <laughs> the closer, that's what he did to me. No, the... <laughs> We'll get into that. The closer was, uh, the closer was, uh, I think, for the naked show, I was like, all right, guy, all right, relax, unclench your buttholes, is what my cousin said to me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really say that, but, you know, yeah, it works well, no, for the bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. So, uh, you saw him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, flash forward. Uh, maybe like eight or nine months ago, I, I run a show at, um, cause I'm doing really well in comedy. Um, so you are. Uh, I'm doing so well. This is going to be my credit for the next three years. Uh, being guys, we fucked? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to say Justin Perez, guys, we fucked. I mean, that's not, a pretty good crew. Yeah, it's yeah. not terrible. No. Good. You, I mean, helping a lot of people. You just write Corinne's pussy if you want. Oh God. <laughs> or Christina's vagine. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> um. Just kidding. We're not fucking. <laughs> Oh, come on. You guys should totally fuck. <sighs> there was a period when I was like, really? Why but then too, too much talking. Yeah. But I, you, no one listening to the podcast knew this, but they both said right before I, we started recording is like, you know, oh, I, I thought. Yeah. Christina had press play. We're tricksters here at oh, GWS. Well, that? just in case. I, I press play before we start just uh, in case, oh. but I don't know if we'll use that. So t- repeat it. <laughs> before we started, you said when I when we both first met you. I was like, one of us is going to fuck him. Yeah. And then you both were like, and then you started talking. <laughs> well, that's what Corinne said. Yeah. But you didn't like chime up and I wasn't like, me. you're wrong. Yeah. You were no, like, no, I still think you're very attractive, Thank but you. now I have a boyfriend, so I can't. I only have, my vagina only has eyes for his peen. Well, no, that's, <laughs> that's a lie. But no, I love him and I would never that's great. be sexual with anybody else. That's awesome. With actually monogamous. 
Perfect. Um, but I, yeah, when? How long ago did we all meet? Like five years ago? Like right I, when we started? I'm not even sure when we met. It was a long time ago. I, but did, I was just like, he's so handsome. I don't get it. Because <laughs> oh, a lot of guys in comedy are fucking toads. They're uh, most guys in comedies are like box trolls. I know there are like a lot of hot ones. Part black, I took and that, that made me like you more. Oh, I am. No, you're not. No, I, I actually no. I, no, you're not. You just said yeah. everyone. I, know, I was going to say. Right, a can we get joke. to the part where you met your you you saw your molester? Oh, okay. So back back to the issue. Could you call hand. Michael, please? Uh, oh, sorry, Michael. Uh, so like eight months ago, I, I was I, I run a show at a place called uh, Brit Pack. It's like an independent, like um, you know, it's like, like an apartment show, but in a dope Soho loft. Exactly. It's a comedy venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should so, go. I the way the show works is I run everything. I bought beer for the venue. I like set up the music. I set up the mics. Stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I plugged in the microphones to the speakers. No, it's uh, it makes sense for what I'm saying. So I was very like hands on doing like 30 things at once yeah. right before the show started. Big audience, there were 60 people, and then we're, like maybe like 30 seconds before I'm about to run on stage to start the show, my cousin Michael walks in with the girl that he's dating, I guess, and I was like what are you doing here? And he was like, I'm here for you. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. what a weird thing to say. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck. It is creepy as fuck. And I was like, uh, you, you have to go. And he was like, no, no, I'm staying. And I was like, I, you have to go. It's sort of like the end of fight club when everything comes to like a slow realization that like, I am Tyler Durden. Mm -hmm. uh, God, did your heart go in your stomach when he saw him? Like, were you, I would fucking, oh my God, uh, I'd have a heart attack. Um, I'd have an anxiety attack. Yeah, I had a little anxiety attack. I got a little dizzy and uh, sort of was very confused and I didn't know what to do because I had options of uh, physically fighting him. Mm-hmm. But I had like a good lineup uh, and a packed house. In a packed you're house, right about to go on a real stage like tour. Well, yeah. no, I mean when you got when you're running a fucking show and it's yeah. a lot of stress. But when you when it's packed and you got the lineups dope, yeah. it's like you are so excited to go. Yes. And he caught you at that moment. He caught me right before you about you fucking. Yes, well, I was about to start hosting. Andy gets your gun. There's no business like show business. Yeah. Like no matter what, if you're you know if your one of your parents dies, the show must go on. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know about that, but well, no, I've seen that happen. That's actually, what, that's what the lyrics say though that's so it's true in it's the song i live everything by annie get your gun well that's quite the life you live <laughs> uh so i could have fought him i thought about it very briefly like i should attack him i could have like gotten to a, a shouting argument with him called him i could have fucking yelled out what he did to me in front of his, his girlfriend whoever that was or i could have got him out and started the show and had the experience be fine for everyone or I could have just did the show with him there and then went into my material about him as I pointed him out. What did you do? Uh, I told my best friend from high school who was there, Justin Aiken. I was like, hey, that is the guy who molested me because he knew the story. Uh -huh. uh, and he goes, that's my cousin Michael. He molested me. He needs to go. And he was like, what? And I was like, he needs to go. Tell him to go. I'm going to start the show and talk about him. But if he doesn't go, I'm going to do that. Oh. But he needs to go. And so he went up to him and told him like, I don't know what's going on between you two, but you need to get the fuck out of here. I'm, I don't know what's going on. You need to get out. That's what best friends are for. That was, yeah, what a good that best was a good, friend. Yeah. It was a good way to handle it. And he it. went? Uh, Did you even look at him after that? He or? went in his pants. He came, my cousin. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Like, he, I know you're attractive, but she's your ego, really. Come on. I'm not. I'm like a. I'm like a comedy thirteen, but a, nor a normal six and a half. You, you are a comedy. You are 13. a comedy thirteen. I know. It's we're, we're comedy. It's 13s. more about comedy. It's not so much about me. Uh, so he left. He he fucking left. I did it, the show. Did uh, you, and you. 
Did you say to the audience that he was just there, or did you just no. do your material as? I think I I I did like one or shaken up when you went on stage uh, initially, and then it went away. Yeah, within a few minutes. Have you had contact with him since that? No, I wow. think I, I mean, hopefully he got it from that, but I don't know. It's kind of a bizarre thing because I never invited him. He probably just saw it on my website. Uh, JustinPrezComedy.com. Uh, <laughs> but that's weird. That, and that's so strange that he, like, either he just completely doesn't fucking get it or is, like, has some weird There's a reason. Yeah. Power trip over you still. Because as we, you know, molestation, these things, these are, and, and rape, this is a, it's a, Control power move. I have a theory. It's not really sexual. I don't know him, so it, this could be totally off base. But I wonder if part of him wants to make sure that you're cool with him, and then when you stopped talking to him, when you started blocking him, he started panicking and going, like, "Fuck! Does he realize what I did?" To, like, does yeah, he that know? made him feel like a molester? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't want to face himself, and so him That's... going to your comedy show is the most desperate attempt to make sure that you're cool with him. Yeah, and I and you were resounding. <laughs> we're not yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, that makes more. I, he, I, that's what I thought too. Because it, it could be the same thing, just the same thing as you were five and unsure. Maybe, like, you know, as a 13 year old, he probably had more of a sense that what he was doing wrong, but maybe he wasn't 100% sure the way a grown, grown person would be. But may, and maybe he's like, all these years has thought, like, may, I think I did something really fucked up to my cousin. Yeah. And this is just making his fears come to life. God, like, man, you did. Yeah, it's, I it's, don't it's know. It's a shitty thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm over it for, I'm not like, I'm angry about it, but I, I, I'm over it. Like it's it's done. And like it fucked me up for a little bit because I was super hypersexual uh, at a young age. But is it still affecting you in your relationships? I, yeah, I, the, up until like three years ago, I, I cheated on pretty much every person I dated. No, you, how was the? But how was how is it linked? Yeah, how is the cheating linked to the molestation? In uh, your I eyes? constantly needed to have sex. Like there was a period, especially in college and like the first few years out of college where if I didn't sleep with someone at the end of the night, I would start crying to myself. Uh, Hmm, I I would go through my, if I had a few drinks, I'd go through my phone, text everyone, which is what a lot of people do. Now, is that a validation thing? Because I I mean, yeah, I'm not worthy. I'm not worse. Yeah. I see physical affection affection as love or something or or whatever way you want to interpret it. But that's, I would literally be crying drunk to myself if someone didn't come over or if I didn't hook up with someone right. even if I was dating someone and they were like at their apartment for a night I'd be like I have to see somebody like it was like a sad desperate thing for a few years did you go to therapy uh, I went to th- this is the bad thing I only went to therapy a few times uh, in the past year and a half okay so you only started going to therapy in the past year and a half yeah and did what you made it? you finally go uh, several ex-girlfriends <laughs> giving me shit. They all uh, came to your apartment protesting. Ex-girlfriends yeah. are good for something. Therapy. They are good for something. Guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Why did they want you to go with the cheating thing and that 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 need for physical well, affection? Constantly? Ironically, the ones you wanted me to go, I did not cheat on. Uh, but uh, but that's your love, your bond was probably stronger with that. Yeah. And so they care about you and they want to see you get through this. What did that? Why did they think you needed to go? Because they knew what was up and they knew I was like. A train wreck a little bit about that and I yeah. wouldn't like the the relationships like e- even looking back I there was like two or three people I dated and I'm like they were a good person who was like great for me yeah but I made up excuses why it didn't work out and I think they saw me making up excuses mm-hmm. to my, to not commit to them or whatever and uh you know and su- and suggest that I go to therapy and yeah did you talk about the molestation with your therapist yeah what did uh she, she say uh, she listened. 
Uh, she said, she just asked me questions about how I felt about it, uh, what I thought about it. Um, just any, she give you any insight of how to, yeah, cause that's the, that's she gave gig. me some insight, but she was just listening and having me get it out, uh, which was good. I'm going to a new therapist starting next week. Very excited. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Was there a reason that you switched therapists? I, I haven't gone to th- I haven't gone to therapist in a few months now. It's been a while. Right. No, but it was you were going to the same woman for yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and but now you're going to a new person. Yes. Why? It's closer. <laughs> it's oh, okay. It's was, physically well, closer. Steven, and Steven I had a therapist and he he didn't like this person and he was really bummed out. But but Corinne was saying in the intro, like, just because they are a therapist, I mean, it, and it could be the location. I had a therapist. Oh, my God. I had a therapist in fucking Columbus Circle. That was amazing. She was so great. But the distance thing is. Yeah, it's too and, far. And the money, too. But uh, at the time. But, you know, he didn't have a good experience. And he kind of like therapists were a little tainted in his mind because he's like, well, she didn't give a fuck. And she was like, yeah, didn't seem to care. I'm it's like, the no, same no, no, no. There are therapists. That are amazing. It's the same as with everybody. I didn't a like doctor. my OBGYN because yeah. I thought the way that she talked to me about sex and my vagina and me not wanting to have kids was ridiculous. And she kept on saying, like, don't give me lip. <laughs> and I switched uh, OBGYNs and now I, I truly feel like I might have the best OBGYN to ever walk the face of the earth. Is she so, an Asian woman? No, she's Hispanic. Oh. Oh, Olay. I said Asian woman because I've had four female comics been like, my Asian OBGYN. Oh, oh Asians are so gentle. <laughs> <laughs> only male gynecologist that I have is an Asian man. Inside, yeah. It does. It's very it's supple. So much feel. more gentle. We'll say. Soft. Um, okay. So fast forward to present. You're doing. Present, yeah. To present. <laughs> wow. Your first comedy out. Welcome to the present. That's really yeah. funny, actually. I live yeah, in the present. Good. Oh, that's good. Would you like the present inside Just you? in time for the present. Oh. Uh, it loses its value the yeah, more it you does. do it. it um, <laughs> how you doing now? I'm doing fine. Uh, do I'm, you do you consider yourself hypersexual still, like with the masturbation and stuff? Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've calmed down a bit on masturbating. I, I think it's also because you get older. Yeah. Because you because I your I think, dick's like I'm tired, bro. Yeah. When I was younger, I had like a full six shooter in me, and now maybe <laughs> what like, does that even mean? You can masturbate six times a day. Oh, at one point, I, I almost masturbated my age in one in one in one day. Oh. How old were you? 34. No. <laughs> I was like, damn. Two years from now. No, I was the like most I've ever masturbated. 15 or 14. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I, I almost got up to 14. You had that much jizz in them balls. Well, after like nine, nothing it's comes out. It's just coughing. It's like, <laughs> your dick goes, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. It, it literally is like. <laughs> oh, yeah. This this week's our project is, can you draw Justin's dick after 15 masturbations? Just coughing. We have, yeah. a, we have a dick art project that we assign. Yeah, we're oh, like, sure. We yeah, really we've fun. gotten some good responses. Tweeted Please. to Justin. Phantom dick was yeah. the first and one. And as someone who's still a shameless person, if you ever want to like send a photo of yourself, please, I enjoy Justin that. Justin is a very charming, <laughs> handsome man, Wait, I will say. You, and I don't mind giving you that ego boost. Trying to I like get you. dates now? Sure. You will get pussy from no, so what, no, what's, I won't. What's going on now with I'm your relationship? I'm a single person. As of pretty recently, I, we haven't even <laughs> talked about it. Uh, what do you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm single. I dated someone for a little bit. Uh huh. Great person. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm single. Yeah. Do, and do you think what? <laughs> no, I was just saying, do you think anything uh, as far as the molestation affected that relationship? No. So the past three This was year- the first molestation free. No, no, that's not true. Okay. Um, I molested her. But uh, the first <laughs> two years, like the last two years, like I, I dated a girl for a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, she was a, not a comic uh, and she was very good for me. She's very patient, very smart, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And- I feel like the last three relationships I've been in have all been normal 
beginning, middles, and ends, which oh, is great. like progress. That's great. Like I we, don't even know if I've had begin normal beginning, middle, and end with a lot of my relationships. Well, Most, like no molestation. Most, you know. yeah, I feel like they, you know. Well, like we broke up for normal reasons, whereas I yeah, think right. previously was like, oh, I'm cheating and like I'm just sick of myself. I see. Being so a you're scumbag. just doing something that's like textbook. You're, we're gonna break up. Yeah, because we have classic reasons. Like the girl I dated for a while back then, a few years ago, we broke up because I, I felt guilty about leaving her to do comedy. And I wanted to also spend time with her away mm. from comedy. And I was like, I can't have this constant like battle. Do you yeah. think infidelity is always a must break up situation? <laughs> I didn't for a long time. I, I don't know. But did you truly not think it or were you just hoping that the person wouldn't find out? Um, pr I, I probably ho hope they didn't find out. But if I was being honest with myself, like if I think if I cheated now, I would just break up with the person. Would you let the guilt, would you convince yourself that... Uh, you it didn't happen like after you cheated on somebody would you would you suppress the guilt so far that you didn't even feel it and you were just like I'm I gonna have, make this okay with myself do you know how a dog doesn't really remember an hour ago mm -hmm. I literally was like a dog I just didn't really think about it so you were like blackout cheating no I just was cheating and well, like I not do... feeling guilt about it because I was like that's when I needed to feel happy well see that's what I do to myself hmm. I, I I justify things not cheating but some like an, something that's irresponsible I yeah. justify it I'm so good at convincing myself that it was fine that you did that it's okay and then the guilt dissolves and then I move on but then a lot of times it's like brushing a pile of dust under the rug and all of a sudden you have a mountain and you're like yeah. what the fuck and then you freak out and have a panic attack about you know, about not tipping paid. people at the at the coffee or, shop yeah yeah something like that um, <laughs> that's what it is but I do that I, I'm almost like shocked with my inner monologue to myself sometimes about how could you justify that irresponsible behavior, Christina? That's a little scary. Um, but is that kind of what you did or you would just like it's as simple as what you just said. Like you convince yourself that that's what you need to do and then you moved on. Yeah, you sort of I don't know. It's sort of like a like <laughs> this is being a bit dramatic, but it's like PTSD. Like you you drink because you have to get past whatever thing is bothering you, and yeah. sort of the same thing. It's like this is bothering Coping. me. I coped with it this way. Don't judge me. Don't. Yeah. But in reality, it was shitty, and like yeah, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, I mean, I think, I think that's cheating is another thing that people are just like, oh, you cheat, you're evil. But it's like there was a reason you were cheating and maybe cheating wasn't the way to handle that feeling yeah. that you were feeling. I think yeah. a lot of cheating, because <clears throat> I've been very traumatized by cheating in my past. And I think that one of the things that I've realized from hearing other people and thinking back on my situations where it doesn't have it didn't have anything to do with me. It had everything to do with that person what was going on in that person's life. Yeah. And, they, you know, you, you it's really hard to not internalize it as I wasn't good enough. I wasn't mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it, it never. Mm hmm. Rarely. The I mean, the person is the cheater. They're not good enough for you. Right. It's not that you're not good enough for them. It's like so now, obvious. There obviously yeah. are marriages where I've been yeah. with her for 20 years and she won't even hug me or touch me. And then they'll seek out extramarital. That I get. That's maybe not you. That's and that's also maybe like your partner cheating cold. Was just and, what mm -hmm. needed to happen to make this thing that shouldn't be going on anymore stop. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that that's what had to happen. But, you know. I want to know what the conversations look like when you would tell the girlfriends. Like, how would you. When did you bring it up and how did you bring it up? It's like anything. Uh, at, at first, it was like hard. I think I told the first girl who took my virginity. Um, re, uh, right before? <laughs> hey, before. Hey, hey. By the way, if I cry, just Yeah, no. it's because of the, I, I think I told the, the, the girl I first had sex with. And uh, it's like anything. You get better at it. You get more dramatic. <laughs> how old were you when you first had sex? Uh, I was almost 18. Okay. What but, did you say to her? How did you tell her? 
I, I just told her. I, I, like we were drinking or hanging out one time and I told her. Mm-hmm. It was like a an, casual. Hey, BT dubs. Um, I really do feel like that's how you told her. I don't think. <laughs> no, I told her, like, I don't know, dramatically, I guess. Yeah. And then it became easier to tell girls I dated. Uh, it, yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like that's like a bad thing? Like, or there's like a stigma on someone who is Muslim? Because people, there's a lot of times people write into us and they're like, this is something about me. And I don't know. They feel like it's a bad thing and they don't know when to like reveal it to someone that they're dating. Like it's something that's going to make people say, no, I don't want to date you anymore. Do you feel like that's something that it is for you? It's like anything. It's like, like your thing is your media vagina. Your thing. No, that's not my thing. It's well known. It's not my thing. Well, like everyone has their thing. Like if I reveal that, like if a girl revealed she had an abortion when she was like 16 Mm -hmm. and the guy doesn't want to be with her, then that's good. At least, you know, this person is a piece of crap and not good for you. So if I told a girl that I was molested and she was like, I'd be like, thank you. Now I know we should not be dating or not hanging out. So the person reveals themselves. Yeah. They, when you reveal something to someone else, they reveal themselves with their reaction or lack of reaction or whatever yeah so i think there's no shame in just telling people and if i mean don't do it date one i would say wait until you're in a safe place there's not even any need because you don't even know on date one if there's if this is something that's going to go further yeah you're in the feeling out stages that's what we talk a lot of times people ask when they should reveal a number of things, whether it's I was molested or whatever the fuck they got on their plate. And it's like, well, people are judgy as fuck and don't yeah. let don't don't give them something to run away. Like, get to know each other first yeah. and then reveal it. And then they can reveal them. Their when true you selves. feel like they need to know, they probably need to know. Yeah. yeah at I, that point, there's no right or wrong way. To eat a pussy. <laughs> there's, no, there's no wrong to way eat a pussy? to let someone know you were molested. Yeah, um, that's so interesting. But yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting about having a thing. I think we all do have a thing. My thing isn't like a. I don't think my. Well, your thing you say a lot is your your work, your full time job. Like you've referenced that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think my thing though, really, especially at my age, now that I'm three. My thing for me, I think, is that I don't want to get married or have kids. So I think that's my thing. That's like that's my deal breaker. I don't think I am a lot of. I think being a lot of work. I think men almost like that. You know, yeah, because and I'm a lot of work in some ways, but also like you don't have to well, buy me jack. Shit. I was so I was cheap. thinking more of like hang up or like a hang up wise sure. or so, something that would make. I guess I think it's like I don't look at getting not wanting to get married or having kids as a something that would detract think, a guy. But I oh, guess I think it definitely obviously hun- if they want kids, then different I mean page. a number of relationships of mine have ended because of hmm. that. I mean, Frank, the Frank relationship yeah. is definitely a big part of that. Frank. Oh, that guy. Ah, <laughs> the reason why Frank. we're here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I, as I get older, I think that's only going to get worse. Everyone has their thing. Everyone has their little thing that they're like. Ugh, or their big thing. Or their big thing. My Sometimes thing is a, l- a little thing, honestly. Yeah. My thing is a little Thank bit God. big. And it's fine. If someone's worth it, they'll stick around. If not, then like, peace, bro. And that is broette. the guys we fucked away. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my my theory on how you can find out if someone's been molested? Oh, boy. Please tell us. If they're amazing at sex. <laughs> well, then we've all been well, molested. Well, then I've been molested. Oh, really? You know what I have a fear? After we've been reading all of these emails that come to us, every time we read one, I kind of, about someone, like, oh, I was molested when I was a kid. Uh, I'm like, fuck, I have this fear. It's super logical, and it's like making everything about me, but... Uh, I'm like, was I molested and I suppress it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that would suck. No. (laughs) 
going to say y'all. you weren't molested, Christina. I, just a lot of people, like some people have written us and they're like, I didn't. It, it, it's something that I blocked. I blacked out. I blacked that m- out of my head almost immediately after it happened. And I shoved it so deep down that I and that yeah. it, I remembered it when I was 21. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's essentially what I tried to do. And then it came up when I was a teenager. And then eventually I was like, nah, fuck this dude. He's out. Yeah. And then I addressed it when I was, I don't know, 30 or so. Yeah. yeah. Did your parents cry? Did your mom like cry when you told her? They handled it really well. I I, I don't think they cried, but they uh, were well. They, yeah. They did not cry. They that's, were. That's cool. nice that they handled it in a way that you were like, okay, cool. Let's. They were just shocked and uh, just trying to like figure things out. Like my mom was just trying to like do the math of like he couldn't have been this age. Right. He you had to be this age. It was funny too because I I think. <laughs> I think it manifested itself in very funny ways besides being great at sex uh, and having like a, a We've also had a lot of practice. Maybe Michael yeah. deserves a thank you note. Well, I wouldn't Ooh. be a co- I gotta say if this can be All the right. part where I thank people I, you can I, jizz on I, the outside. I want to thank my parents for getting divorced uh, and I want to thank Michael for molesting me because I would not be a stand-up comedian t- that I am today. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'd like to thank my mother's depression as well <laughs> now that we're putting things into the pot. Yeah, yeah. Uh when I was like, when I was a kid, I think I don't know, like seven or so. I remember that my mom would go to like Bloomingdale's or something in, in New York City, and I would go with her. And then I would leave her dressing room when she was changing, and then I would just go underneath and wave to the women who were getting changed, <laughs> <laughs> just like Hi. naked women, be like, "Hello." <laughs> They're probably like, "Oh, you." And I was like, "You don't know my secrets." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow. The naked body is all I would seek out now. <laughs> wow. Jesus yeah. So that was that was a good time. Do you think it do you think it affected you as a kid, like as far as your ability to be even like a hug or a kiss with other family members, like at holidays? Oh, I any, don't. Uh, I don't trust men as much, which is a good thing because they're you know mostly the murderers. Because they're and monsters. Rapists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of all the, the genders, uh, they're the worst. <laughs> Out of the two choices, you heard it here, folks. Guys who fucked exclusive. I mean, this is a, a straight man saying this, so. <laughs> Bombshell. Uh, yeah, I don't trust men as much. Like, I would say I'm more comfortable with women. Like, like my last relationship, we were great friends, great friends for years, and then we started dating. Uh, and then um, even when we were dating, I was texting other women, not like cheating, but I was just like texting other women because I'm comfortable with other women. Yeah, yeah that's so that's fine. just what I. I find friendship easier with women. Like my therapist is going to be a woman next week. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's yet, still yeah. a woman. This week. <laughs> She's a man this week, but next week she That's shall be. She's going to be her real true self. Yeah. And that yeah, that brings me to that. So, do you, has this ever brought out any homosexual tendencies in you? Well, here's the thing. I so I grew up as a theater student. Um, so yeah, I grew up okay. as a theater student. Yeah, I was. Uh, I as Puerto Rican, so I, I knew West Side Story, uh, and. You know, doing theater, um, my nickname in high school was Fag because I did theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that messed with my head. And also, of like, there really was. Harrison's going to be real joke. mad you stole his joke. I know. Cause <laughs> Is that really his joke? That's yeah, like his like, opener. I had a nickname oh. when I was in high school, um, Faggot. I used to have a joke. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I retired it, but I used to, so I can tell it now. Um, I used to have a joke called, uh, yeah, my nickname was. Uh, you know, they used to call me fag a lot, uh-huh. and people, Fag-a-lot. yeah, like Lancelot, you know, like the the inverse yeah. of fag a little, <laughs> fag a lot. Uh, 
I can see why you good were retired. Good well, there's, retirement there's more to it, but yeah, it's garbage. It's hot garbage. I, I literally just thought you got called fag a lot. I didn't know it was like renaissance. Yeah, like a night. The, the like night the round table? Yeah, yeah. So, I, so people call it. I mean, it probably wasn't as bad as I made it out, but I remember being called fag a lot when I was in high school. And then. Uh, Did it remind you of. Oh, yeah, I have seen a dick in my mouth, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, like, but did you actually ever feel any homosexuality? Yeah, just, but it was like a normal amount of like, eh, is this what I'm into? Because it was, yeah. but you think it was almost because of the experiences and because when people keep yelling fag at you, you're like, maybe I am a fag. Exactly. Like, okay. I remember Got when it. I was like, I don't know, 13 or 14, I, I did The Music Man mm-hmm. in, oh, in, in Connecticut. Man. And a friend of mine who was in the show who was very gay, uh, Chris. We we made out, <laughs> we made out, mm-hmm. and then I remember I was like, "Is this the beginning of me being gay?" Yeah, <laughs> and then it wasn't. It just was like I made out with him. That was the end of it. Yeah, and then I have been like, I mean, I love the vagina. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that well, you no, are gay. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, but it, I, I made out with girls in high school and middle or... school and stuff just because uh, I don't know. I, it wasn't even sexual to be honest. I was like, well, you're here. It, it just theater is sexual. Making you're all naked. Out you're all is fun. Making out is fun. Yeah, and it's like super fun. I just like making out. Like I'll make out with anybody. Yeah, and I also love making, making out. out is great because it, like men or women, it's really kind of the same. It's I like know. a butt. I, <laughs> It's You're right. Like yeah. Making out is like a butt. Yeah. The only thing everyone really has the same kind of butt separates us is the hole in the front. Well, I would you know? say. So true and insightful. <laughs> my memories of making out with men, the thing that really stuck out was the uh, the lip hair, the, the facial oh. hair. It's mm-hmm. very, it's eh, I the guess. worst. I can't get past it. Right. Yeah. Making That's out with the girl only is reason like so why soft. I'm not a gay man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Stop all. Yeah. Oh, can't stand it. Well. Thank you for talking to us. Is there anything you want to uh, say afterwards or uh, at the end that we didn't get to or to all the people who've emailed us? that have? I think Justin just wanted this credit. He didn't actually want to answer the questions. <laughs> I, I just want to say to everyone, uh, oh boy. check out Justin Press Comedy. <laughs> no, uh, well, no, no, we'll get there. Anyone who's ever been like... Um, so you found positive experience in talking about it because you feel more in control about it, would you yeah, say? Yeah, take take back the night, as Justin Timberlake said. <laughs> that was the theme of my prom, my senior prom. Take back the night? Something like that. Isn't like a suicide prevention? Well, no, because the night was our mascot. Everyone at Christina's school was molested. Oh. <laughs> it was a school for molestation. <laughs> oh, and I didn't realize it until just now. No. So wait, maybe you were molested. No, I definitely wasn't. We had so many people at our school. It was a school for the gifted and molested. <laughs> Just smart people who can like articulate their molestation. Smart enough for this program, not smart enough to realize they were molested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, losers. Okay, so you, but you will say you feel better. Do you feel a better yeah, sense of self? There's no, I, I understand everyone has like a different family situation, but like, you know what? Fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry, just wait. What's, what? <laughs> this is funny. Is this the most serious you've ever seen me? No. Yes, you literally seem like your step, like my stepdad, when he's like, "What's going on? You're gonna tell us." You're gonna... <laughs> it was yeah. very funny when he said it. <laughs> Looking back, it was such a funny response. But basically, to, you know, everyone has their own situation. But like, there's no, there's no shame in like being honest and like addressing your. You're gonna do it. it seems it, like there's a sense of freedom in talking. This about freedom, it. you're gonna address it sooner or later. If you address it later, you're gonna leave a wake of pussy and dick and also like sadness maybe like stds you know there's a lot of wow <laughs> terrible things you can get so if you're molested you don't use condoms you can still get I, I don't know if you know this but you can still get 
Yeah, but I mean, not tongue. all but the major one. <laughs> Without <laughs> the HIV, the HIV, the HIVs, or the... a baby. Well, I mean, if it breaks, you can get all of these things. Yeah, yeah but condoms are not 100% effective. Yes, <laughs> still take preventive vision measures and get tested. Okay, so talking about it is good. Yes, You're glad you talking about it is good. Encourage other people to talk about it. Yep, yep. <laughs> You're really selling Where this. Where can we find you online? Talk about your, it. Don't your fuck favorite, up Your favorite part about this whole podcast. What? Um, I'm on this little website called justinperezcomedy.com. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at, at Justin Perez and Are Instagram. I can't believe you're the first person to get that. I used to have at the fart box and then. Yeah. And oh, and then it opened up. It opened up one day when say, I was going to say, holy shit. It. Yeah, I switched it. Mazel tov. Th- thank you. And I'm on Instagram as at the fart box. So please <laughs> hit me up. So sexy. If you're. <laughs> yeah, please hit on me. I, I need all the positive reinforcement <laughs> he does. I can. You do get and if you And if you date someone based on this podcast, you don't have to go through that uh, tiresome molestation oh, story. All right, they you got an it. hour. <laughs> Listen to the podcast and then get back you to the prerequisite. Send, you can just send people this. And just it'll be taken care of by itself. Lickety split. You're welcome, motherfucker. You guys are my human Tinder. Yay! That's wonderful to hear. Yes. Oh my god. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. This has been another episode of Guys We Fuck the Anti Slut Chimmy Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at SRY about last NYT. Christina Hutch with the Wise Philanthropy Gal. And we guys we'll talk to you next week. I don't know what that meant. We'll talk to you (laughs) next week. 